not like it. Like, did I miss something? Yeah. And yeah. I watched it that second time and, you know, I didn't have anybody there in my ear, like nothing to influence me. I just, I watched it and I enjoyed it that second time around. And I think like it clicked for me and I was like, Oh, this is like the, you know, it, it seems so like almost surreally absurd. It, yeah. I, I agree with that. Like the absurdity and there, there were people who were like, Oh, it's about nothing. I'm like, no, clearly it's about like how this guy makes a difference in all these people's lives, but lives, they all think he's yeah. a loser. You know, it's like, it's like a weird spin on it's a wonderful life or something. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Pages, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token with My God, man, I can't read all of these. So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dork Eating Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows chock full of dirty goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. You know? But, but I mean, not just that, it's it's absurd to the point where a boomerangs back around and the realization hits you like, Oh no, this actually is what life is like. Yeah. It's it always seems like a series of spontaneous and random non interconnected events. And, you know, so many things can double back on you and the tiniest thing has that effect and you can change someone's life for the, for the better or for ill. Um, and, yeah, if anything, it just it really showcases that Napoleon was a, a good kid and he actually always had other people's best interests at heart more so than himself. Yeah, you know, he cared he cared more about Pedro and about oh I, I can't remember. I, I I know her real name is, is Tina. I no I can't I yeah, can't I don't remember. Her real name is Tina Majorino. You left all that. your crap at my oh, you mean from Waterworld? Yes, exactly. <laughs> or or Karina Karina, the movie starring Ray Liotta. Actually, that's a great movie. I I'm gonna say that is a great movie. Who You're says like, you should? Karina Karina, just not spelled the same. <laughs> J E L L O. Isn't there some crazy theory that uh, Napoleon Dynamite? It was like an afterlife. It was like he's dead or something. Wow, like lost or something. Weird. 
Maybe, Man. maybe you're right. I don't, I don't know. It is crazy. Like, like the stuff with his I hope, brother. I hope whoever came up, up with that theory plays laughed. basketball with that kind of fucking reach. <laughs> Jesus. And then Michael Jordan comes out and goes, honestly, I was insulted. <laughs> <laughs> and I took offense to that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Napoleon Dynamite takes place in purgatory and all the characters' deaths are hinted at the film or in the film. How did Rico die? Uh, let's see. He choked on a piece of steak. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the funny thing uh, about that is John Grease is fucking vegetarian. Every single time he took a bite of steak in that movie, he uh, he spit it out. If you, you watch Laszlo, Re- yes, Laszlo. That's how I always think of him. <laughs> I was like, you should have seen me. I was like the only person aside, like from my siblings, who who I was like, oh my god, it's Laszlo, and they were like, I hope he doesn't show a- up in his pajamas. <laughs> that's Uncle Rico, you fucking idiot. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm the idiot. Now hmm. you're like, no, it's the fucking Wolf Man. <laughs> Still won. I still only won twenty nine point seven percent of the prizes, so I don't know where I went wrong in the math on that. But still, <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> yeah. I finally on, found num- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I finally found number one. <laughs> oh my God! You ever just want to fill someone's uh, house or room with popcorn, and then shoot a space laser at it? Oh, so many times. <laughs> you ever want to make your own uh, coins out of dry ice by cutting them and <laughs> dropping them into your Coke machine? It'd take a real genius to do that, wouldn't it? Uh, was it a dream where you had thousands of women screaming at you while you were naked and throwing tiny pickles at you? No. Why am I the only one who has that dream? <laughs> Sounds like Nick Rivers to me. <laughs> they, they should have totally did the sequel with that, with uh, Val Kilmer be, becoming the man in the closet. I oh, am, I am yes. so, 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 so happy that they never made a sequel to that yeah. movie. It's it's past the 80s. The sequel would not make sense. Here's the thing. Well, I, I'm not saying. Here's, the, here's like the thing. Recently, but. Real Genius is actually a movie that is ripe for a remake. Like that is most certainly in like a setting and theme that could still be absolutely 100% applicable right now. Do you do it with superheroes is the question. No, God, no, fuck no, (laughs) no. I would I would have it be along the same lines as the first movie. You know, the tricky thing is finding someone who is as funny and charismatic as Val Kilmer was and still able to convincingly portray highly intelligent. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, except he's way too fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, honestly, like... The, that was that was my thought 20 years ago leo like back when van wilder came out i was like oh Re- rewind was- five years and we could have justin long but you know oh uh, yeah yeah i, I mean justin long yeah i i mean i i think i think there's certainly plenty of of people out there given the chance could could do it with a plum harley harley quinn smith 
shit, if it had been just 10 years ago, I, I know this might sound weird, but I would have actually said Bo Burnham. Oh, wow. Okay. Would have been a Can great... he act? I mean, ish. I mean, he, he was he was okay in um, uh, Funny People and... I didn't even of, realize that was him in that movie. Yeah, he's the kid who can rap in the classroom of uh, Yo Teach, the show that Jason Schwartzman's wow. character is on. What if you oh, Jason Schwartzman is so good? Yeah, well, I I feel like it would no matter what. Yeah. Say say that again, Leo. I meant what was um, that? Val Kilmer's character. You do a gender swap. Nah. I I would I would rather not. I I would I would like to see. Well, because first of all. I mean, if you're going to gender swap Val Kilmer, then you need to gender swap. Um, uh, oh, my God. Why can't is is? Are you, are you talking about, well, yeah, the, the, the kid it, or the, what the hell or is the, his name? Yeah, the kid. Uh, Mitch. Such a turd. Mitch. Mitch is such a turd. You know that he was all the only other thing I've ever seen him in was Apollo 13. Wow. He plays one of the NASA guys figures in the, in the control room yeah he's got the short sleeve shirt with fucking... much yeah he got he did get really tall it's kind of funny like laszlo says that and that dude gabe jarrett who played mitch he actually did end up growing like insanely tall oh mitch mitch the young kid i thought you were the talking kid. about the, the the blonde guy that sucks oh no that's kent oh I kent. I yeah i saw guy. him in something else fairly recently and i was very surprised like from the 80s from from the 80s but i was like so so he's somebody that you could probably go a little older because he's supposed to be a post-grad right i think uh, i think he was yeah but a little older is like a like negligible at that point i mean a little older it's like 21 to 23 you know yeah and if if he's post-grad i mean 24 at best you know who i'd get uh did you guys see licorice pizza how about that kid I have not seen Licorice Pizza. Oh, you haven't seen it? The, the main character from Licorice Pizza, I'm like, he is actually charismatic, and I think he can pull off smart. It was um, it was a fun watch. It was definitely not Oscar-worthy, but it was a fun watch. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... Oh, man, it's going to drive me nucking futz. Yeah, Mitch, man, I, I haven't seen him in much, for sure. Yeah, that's who, that's who I was talking about yeah. being in Apollo 13. Um, Mitch had, like, this interesting sort of innocence and, and almost, like, androgynous quality, too. Here's here's the thing, though, I will say. If they're going to make, if they were going to remake Real Genius and essentially use the same thing but update it for, you know, modern times like is it a space laser like what is it exactly but it's still something that can be dangerous to society at large and no one nation should have that kind of power yep um it it could still be a space laser it could but i feel like you'd need i think it would be better to do something just slightly different maybe maybe something a little bit more to do with like tech across the planet what about like a Tesla thing or something like that where you can tap in and, um, you know, uh, create some sort of uh, field that like heats things up? Like it'd be like, yeah, we're going to nuke this place from the inside. We're going to do it with like this Tesla field. And you can do that by plugging into any place that has Wi-Fi. Like some yeah, sort of yeah, exactly. like that. Exactly. Like, like that's too much what, for anybody to have. Yeah, exactly. Precisely what I, what I meant. Like have it have it be associated with like the amount of tech that the average person now across the world has utilizes is exposed to. Yeah. Like, there's your danger. 
So exactly that. That's that's where where I was. You were on the same wavelength in that one. It's called middle out. <laughs> yeah, that's middle kind of, out. That's kind oh. of real genius if you think about it, right? Holy shit! They did another Silicon Valley uh, call out. Um, what was the other one that they did that I told you about? Ehrlich Bachman. G J Miller. What what are show you, is this? Did they do? What do you talk? What well, do you mean uh, call well, out? Oh, okay, you oh you oh you mean reference? Yeah, they did a reference to Silicon Valley just recently, and it was really smart how they they did it. But they also just did it again in uh, we started watching After Party. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh, that's so good. That's what they, this one with Guilfoyle they, you were talking about. What did they What did they say oh, in Guilfoyle? Yeah, yeah. What did they say in After Party? Oh no the, no 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 no. The After Party is is you're thinking of Party Down. After Party. After well, Party. Gil- Gilfoyle? No, not Gilfoyle. He's no, the that... okay. Justin no, no, just G- said G- Gilfoyle. Okay, follow. Okay, along. hold. On. I am following along. Justin, no, no, no. You follow along. Justin oh, said Gilfoyle. Yes. I'm not talking to you, Leo. I'm talking to <laughs> Justin. No, I'm don't don't listen to, to me. I don't watch these shows. Justin said Gilfoyle, and I said no, no, no. That's party down. We're talking about the after party. Okay. He was mistaking it for party down. That's all I was saying, Leo. I've never watched that. Relax. (laughs) No, 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 no. He was saying, okay, hold on. I I said there was another Silicon Valley reference. So Gilfoyle was just in something. Oh, it was Tulsa King. Oh. So Gilfoyle was in Tulsa King. They did a Silicon Valley uh, reference. After party, uh, the latest season, uh, the uh, German guy. They keep on referencing that he's Dave some Franco. some Silicon Valley uh, tech titan. Is the it German Travis? Guy? Yeah. Is Travis the German guy? Oh, I'm looking uh, up IMDb. He's, he's Jack, also in Avenue 5. Jack Whitehall? The, that's it. That's Sebastian? Jack, hold on. Oh, Zach Woods. Okay, yeah. He's the guy that plays uh, Jared. Oh, hold on. What German guy, though? <laughs> He keeps speaking uh, German in, in Silicon Valley. Jared. Jared is the one who's the German guy from... Uh, are you you're right there? Okay. <laughs> is uh, the guy from uh, Silicon oh, Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jared. I know who Jared is. I didn't know... I he plays Edgar German on thing. the show. His name is... The actor's name is Zach Woods. Zach Woods, yeah. He was on you The Office briefly. Yeah, from... Uh, yeah, actually, he was on The Office, right? You may remember him from the 2016 Ghostbusters film. <laughs> yes, from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I re- remember him from that is because I was watching Silicon Valley at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, big head. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, it took me so long to realize they called him Big Head because his last name was Bigetti. Yeah. <laughs> you guys really think I have a big head? <laughs> it's your last name. <laughs> but uh, what I what I was so what's the reference they made in After Party? Or Tulsa King. Is what he was saying. Well, uh, so both. No, he... So, so Tulsa King was. So, I said they made two uh, Silicon Valley references recently. Uh, two different actors. The most recent one is in After Party season two. And oh. uh, the um, uh, Zach Woods character, they reference him as a Silicon Valley uh, tech titan. But I mean, uh, okay, I think you're reaching, bud, because like that's oh. literally just like what his character is. Yeah, he. It's not even. It's not even closely related to Silicon Valley. He is 
he's a tech dude. Like I th- sometimes Leo things just are what they are. They, well, they could have not picked anything. They could have picked, you know, oil, uh, well, oil Baron or something. I'm pretty sure they wrote it before they cast him. I wrote that song before I met you. <laughs> you know, so, and, and besides his whole thing is crypto. In, in in the show, it, it's all ah, so he's evil stuff. Uh, he doesn't seem to be so far, but it's only two episodes in. I, I had to laugh, guys, because I, I went to GameStop and I saw in the clearance area they had these boxes of DC cards. And I was like, oh, okay, let me check this out. Oh, DC NFTs. Yeah, keep marking oh. them down, fellas. <laughs> you, know, you will sit there with the uh, Funko Pops from What If or whatever else. You know, it's like not Please. happening. You know, it's, it's funny. I just I just realized we were talking about Napoleon Dynamite, and then it like dovetailed into Real Genius. You know, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but you know that um, it's not just Uncle Rico who is in Real Genius. Obviously, John Grease playing Laszlo, but the woman that plays their grandmother is also in Real Genius. No shit, really. She is the woman who Mitch first sees at the faculty soiree at what is essentially Caltech when he first arrives and she brings him over to the professor and introduces him. And that's when he's like, a word of advice, always never forget your references. (laughs) Yeah. The, the woman that walks him over is the grandmother from Napoleon dynamite. So, Oh, that's half cool. of Napoleon Dynamite's family was also in Real Genius. So you this know, is such that, a good movie for 1985. It was definitely ahead of its time. Yeah, and I think a large part of the reason why it was so good, and this is one of the things I was going to say, like I think might actually not be a bad thing, is um, it was it was originally made to be like sort of a Revenge of the Nerds kind of thing. And uh, Martha Coolidge came in to direct it. William Atherton was in this. Yes, yes. I knew it. He was the the bad guy. He was the dick. Um, But uh, Martha Coolidge came in to direct this. And, you know, she had done Valley Girl. And I think she brought a very different sensibility to the movie. And it shaped it into becoming the much smarter, sharper comedy that it was. I think if it... I think if... Honestly, I think if a guy had just come in and gotten that script and looked at it, he'd been like, okay, we'll do our version of the Revenge of the Nerds then. And it that mm. that would have been that. And uh, she she thought about it a little bit more. And uh, we got something, I think, uh, a bit a bit better, uh, but unfortunately also underrated for a very long time. It's only been in the past, like, three or four years that I've been seeing real genius pop up in a lot of people's conversations where they're saying, this, like, is, oh, was- this is a movie that was constantly on the Disney channel at, at yep. uh, like say after eight or 9 PM, it was yep. this and can't buy me love that were constantly on the Disney channel. So I cannot stand yeah. can't buy me love. It's, it's one of those things where it's like it, I feel like I've seen it too much and, and uh, I'm just like, ah, I'm not going to watch this movie again. Now, Real Genius, that's a movie. I'll I watch it every watch. time it's on. I that, That's like Three Amigos good. Like, I'm going to watch Which it. is finally on Max. <clears throat> oh, wow. Okay. Yes. it's They they produced the movie. Was it, a, yeah. was it an HBO production? 
what the uh, hell somebody, yeah but it, licensing yeah they, it was it was licensed out for so long the first uh, movie i remember seeing john lovitz and phil hartman in was was that infamous what does that mean it means yeah. more than famous <laughs> dusty bottoms fucking great i got it what no you found the reference no uh val kilmer val kilmer's uh replacement who jack quaid i don't hate this i i i feel like he's got the entire world in front of him like i mean i'd be willing to give him a chance but i haven't seen anything from him that indicates he could be like the suave smooth talking charming highly intelligent smart ass and that's i'm not it's not a knock against him i'm not saying like that i just haven't seen anything that says to me he'd be the good pick for that role you don't not even boimler no not even no god no boimler's (laughs) boimler's closer the shoe polisher (laughs) boimler and huey from the boys are far closer to mitch in real genius than that they are true. Chris yeah. Knight. Yeah. Well, especially on the boys, he's he's very much like your every man and yeah, he's a milk you know. toast. Mm-hmm. You know, essentially, as far as they're concerned. You know, I could have I could have seen them remaking this with a young 2003 Orange County Jack Black, you know, something like that. And I know he's boisterous and something like that, but he's got those moments of sheer genius in him, or real genius, if you will. So I could have seen that working. I think Jack Black would have made a much better Laszlo. Oh, that would be cool too. Well, you, you know, you you got you got especially 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 Jack Black giving a subdued performance. That would be highly effective. That's the because, rarity right there. Because I mean, you're talking about Jesus' son and um, uh, High Fidelity are are two of his subdued performance, and still it's like, all right, man, that's like an eight on the energy scale. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I know. So it's like, yeah, it's tough. But yeah, like I, I would, I think he would make an excellent Laszlo. 100%. I like this new kid, um, Justice Smith. Uh, what about him for a Mitch? Oh yeah, I could. Yeah, that would, I like I would, him. I could dig on that. I like Justice Smith. He was really good in um, both Poke, uh, Detective Pikachu and uh, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. I, 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 yeah, I, I would have zero issue with that. Um, but Chris, Chris is a tough one, man. Um, yes. and you know, it doesn't have to, I do think, I do think keeping the gender is, you know, just for kind of reiterating the story, uh, spinning it slightly for modern era, like keep the characters and, and all that. Um, but I mean, I have zero issues with the race of a character being changed. Oh, I was just going to suggest, what about like Darren Chris or something like that from uh, American Horror Story and Glee? Or um, the other one was, uh, God, who was that? The, the one who was supposed to play uh, Guy Gardner, uh, also from American Horror Story. He played Dandy. I have no idea. He was in that Unbreakable movie. Let me see. What, or not Unbreakable, Unbroken. Let me see. I'll get I'll get his name. I got a Lazlo for you. Oh, yeah? Dan Fogler. <laughs> no, that's Kent, man. You like Dan Fogler as Kent? Just because he can get angry. <laughs> Ag- 
Dan Fogler. I mean, Dan Fogler is as Laszlo. I mean, it's, I I would totally buy him as as Laszlo, much in the same way. Like I would have zero issues with Jack Black playing Laszlo. I think they would both bring. They have to be affable and you know, like kind of oafish in a sense. But they also have to have like a a vulnerability. You know, they have yeah. to appear very sensitive, and I think both of those guys could do that. Uh, very easily. I I mean, Dan Fogler was one of the best parts of those Fantastic Beast movies. Oh, Finn Whitlock is who I was thinking of. Finn Whitlock. He he kind that of that sounds looks, like a fake yeah. name. Well, I'm sure it's a stage name, you know. Finn Whitlock. Why am I not seeing him anywhere? Finn. Okay, he's not. How F I N N. Yeah. W H I T L O C K. I, I would assume. Oh, we'll Wit, Wit Rock? Is it Rock? Wit Rock. W-I-T-T-R-O-C-K, American Horror Story. Yeah. Is it Rock? Okay. Yeah, Wit Rock. Okay. Oh, That's an he's, R. From, so, yeah. he's from Massachusetts. Mass boy, huh? Yeah, he's a masshole. Well, his name is Finn, so you'd have to assume that he's Irish, right? I mean, there's... And all Irish people specifically come from Massachusetts. That's what we all call... That's what we call people from Finland, too. Fins? <laughs> Fins. I uh, thought we called them Finnish. <laughs> I'll let you know when I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> I've never started. Oh. Finish? I, oh, damn it. I was just going to say finish. I barely started. Uh, Rectum? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Poker? Oh, crap. Um, You just reminded me. Um, I have some saga books for you. So remind me to talk to you about that. Because you're looking for saga books. Saga. 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 <laughs> I knew that was coming, but still. All right. Point to you, Brandon. I survived. I didn't spit. <laughs> Mazel tov. Oh, man. He thought um, it was coming, but it wasn't. <laughs> I'm just. See, uh, listeners, we have this thing where usually I'll say something just at the point when Brandon is about to take a sip and he's like, oh, I almost spit everywhere. So it's like he got me that time and it was legit. So, you know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm at I'm at a loss. I cannot, for the life of me, off the top of my head, think about who would be who, who would be a a good um, Chris Knight. It's it's tough because who else can you really put in that? Yeah, you need someone who's like so good, and I feel like we had someone in in age ago, in but... age appropriate to yeah. like you know. I don't know who's out there for young actors right now. You know. Yeah, me neither, man. It seems I, like most of the really good actors are over 30. You know, or like, oh, wow, this this is the person we want to see. So it's it's tough. How 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 freaking old was Val Kilmer when he was in Real Genius for crying out loud? I bet he was 30. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. Because that was right around the time that he was trying to get into uh, Stanley Kubrick's um, uh, Full Metal Jacket. So he actually made a, a tape and sent it to him. This was 85. And if you assholes could just give me a goddamn birth date here. Oh, all right. So he was 26. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he was, he was born in he was born in uh, 59. So he was 26 years old. And that's when the movie came out. So he was like 25 when they were shooting it. Okay. Yeah. So that's like that's like realistically Tom Holland's age. 
So you, you'd be looking at like, uh, like who's in that generation of like him and Timothy Chalamet and all that. Like who's, who's of that vintage. Do we have anybody who's over my height? Nope. <laughs> you do not. They're all, they're all five, seven or, or they're Tom or, Cruise. Or, guys, you know? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I am also Tom. I mean, height wise, I'm, I'm, I'm like two Tom Cruises side by side. That's, <laughs> that's maybe an exaggeration, but not by much. Um, let me see. 25 year old actors 2023 uh best actors under 25 and 2023 i don't know who that is <laughs> i feel like this could be a reoccurring theme oh tanner buchanan that's interesting and I, I don't think of those is, kids is shamik moore show up on there is that is his name shamik moore that did uh, uh he was from it's dope it's I know I know who he is. Uh, he also does the voice of uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. Uh, see, I, Caleb. I, Mc... I did oh, Caleb McLaughlin. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I know him. Yeah. Um. Ethan. Oh Jesus. No. No. Stop showing me kids from fucking Stranger Things. God oh damn. yeah. Okay. What What should the uh, age be? About twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five to what? Twenty five to twenty. Seven twenty-five rods to the hogshead, and that I mean, you're basically looking at the same, the yeah. same age for both Chris and Kent. So uh, let's do some shopping. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, yep. I IMDb Pro. We're sorting. There's by no Star way Meter. Pedro Pascal is in there. Yeah, There's not no a way. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Snowball's chance in hell. Oh, look at this. So, so this is uh, looking for actors playing age between twenty-five and twenty-seven. Okay. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is the top one. Yep, he is not um, right for this role. Nope. Paul Walter Hauser. <laughs> he was just in that uh, thing you were looking at. Yeah. Huh. Christopher Briney. Andrew Ludwig. I know him. How old is he? Oh, I know who it's going to be. You know what? It, it's going to be everybody's living hell. It's going to be freaking Pete Davidson. Christ <laughs> on a cracker. <laughs> I'm a genius. I'm here. I don't I would, know why. I don't really I like would, myself. I would love to see, You know what? I would love to see him play Ken. Like, not in a jerky way. Like, I think that would be something that no one would see coming. I don't him think play, he's at that point yet. Him, him, him playing the the kiss ass, yeah, the it, sycophant. That would be that would be a good uh, juxtaposition there. But I don't think he's at that point in his. Uh, oh, David, how old? No, no he's got to be way older. too old. Yeah. He, this he is could a do shit it. List. I mean, like, like he could do it. Trust me. But <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I've liked David Dasmalshian for a long time. Yeah. Oh, geez, some some of these folks are just like. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... looking at him like, wow, the, it's like a fucking charisma black hole. Yeah, they put all their points in um, dexterity, clearly. Oh, Joss Hutcherson. He's still around? Hmm. Oh, 20... Samuel Lou. I do like him. He's just turned 20. Nah, that's way too young. Fuck. This guy's got to be, what, 34? Yeah, and also like 5'5". Five, five. Or in a 92. Okay, so White Olaf, Jesus, this guy's great. I I can't wait to see the next thing that he does. Uh, I know. Is it Simu uh, Lao? 
yeah uh i i really gotta watch um kim's convenience oh it's funny oh it's so funny yeah i have have such opinions after watching the latest season of the mandalorian (laughs) i see the dad i'm like oh man yeah see justice smith see i don't know if that matt rife dude could I, i don't know if he can act but he definitely has the right demeanor for chris knight uh what is he from he's a stand-up comedian oh that you know what Uh, i don't i don't know i i don't know if he can act like he he's got the he's got the look of uh of it what about robbie amell no i'm you know what you should stop thinking about him too I'm not thinking about him. He just popped up in front of me. That's okay. I just saw him on season three of The Witcher, dude. Oh, really? I haven't watched that yet. I I know. I keep trying not to say anything about it. I'm like, I I know it's there. I just, I've been taking. I got to tell you, this this has nothing to do with real genius. This this guy Diego Bonita, um, he was in that movie Rock of Ages. Uh, He played like the the male lead. Um, I was like, regardless of anything else with that movie, I was super impressed with him. Uh, he, he is from Mexico, like straight up Mexican. Oh, I know that kid. And he came, he got cast in rock of ages and then got with a dialect coach and worked day and night to get rid of any trace of his Mexican accent. So he would sound like he was American Oh, wow. No no lie. You watch that movie, you would never guess that he is from Mexico. I just I just had a thought is um, is Dan Levy too old for the part? Yes. Oh, damn. That would have been cool. Have Dan Levy play the play Chris. Oh, the the professor. (laughs) That would be something else. What about uh, Christopher? Use, use it, using him. the money, stealing to remodel his house and shit. Like, that would be fucking hysterical. Like, I hate popcorn. <laughs> oh, he was in a new... Tran- Did you watch the new Transformers yet? I have not. Oh, he played the voice of Wheeljack? Holy crap. It's uh, it's quite Kenny good. <laughs> and uh, a very... Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the after credit scene is a must-watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've been... We even wanted to check that out. We we got you can, we got you can, stuck on this show spoil called away Alone. From... What? There's this show called Alone, which is about um, ten people that are stranded out in the wilderness to survive as long as they can, and it's a competition for five hundred thousand dollars. So we've just been absolutely stuck on watching this show. If you're into like you. bushcraft and survival stuff and all that, you know, we're not, but it's just kind of interesting. So. it's something that we can just watch and you know we used to watch like deadliest catch and stuff like that but pretty much anything on discovery we're like all right let's check this out naked and afraid whatever you know ansel engord is 29 right now but i could see him playing chris knight uh what about uh what's his name uh is it devine or or the kid from uh the work not workaholic is it workaholic divine adam divine yeah adam divine adam divine yeah what about him uh once again you don't like him okay 
I know I I don't mind him, but like we the we're Royal picking, we're picking like literally this little the actual smallest people in the world to play Chris Knight. Who is it from Royal Gemstones? He's the younger son. That's kind of trendy. Adam Adam Devine or Adam uh, Devine. oh the um not the I used Devine. to think it was Devine too, but it, it is Divine. The stunt uh the stunt guy. Uh, he's well. He's the youngest of the of the brothers. So, uh, oh. I don't know stunt guy. I don't know that. I've I've only seen the first uh, season. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And how um, old is that? How old is that kid from Umbrella Academy? At Eden Gallagher. Oh yeah, he's he's got to be pushing twenty at this point. Let's see, is he your Mitch? I think he'd be a good Mitch. Yeah. yeah. Two thousand three. He's. I mean, he's just. He, oh, actually, he's, he's 19. He's going to be 20 in oh, September. What? I'm looking at Shazam right there. What about uh, what's his face? Or is he too Jack young? Jack Dylan Glazer? Yeah. I like Jack Dylan Glazer. But I do too. What, what role are you talking about? Um, I don't know. Just to be in the movie. Let's just cast him. I mean, he could be just like one of the other geeky friends. Like he could be the one that f- makes the instant ice that evaporates. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, man. This that's tough. Shit. Why did we uh, fucking put ourselves into this position of I I don't know. I don't know how we got here, but it's clear we're gonna have to well, work our way out. Yeah, well let, how about we uh uh switch to Transformers? So the okay. the um after credit scene is not gonna spoil anything. Uh but one of the characters is offered a job at the end uh for G.I. Joe. Nice. Very nice. What? Yeah. All right. Sure. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door. Oh, they're so disgusting. I'm cool okay. with that. So we know. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me because I, I have, I have no horse in that race. I know, I know, it's not, not your thing. I, yeah. I used to like Joe's better than I liked, um, better than I like Transformers. So it's, it's like a dear thing for me. Like I, I like them, but I got out of that collecting world and I got out of the Transformers collecting world because. I, you you just can't keep up, man. And, and oh. with everything that's coming out now, it's like, when was the last time I read a GI Joe comic, you know, or Transformers comic, which which would have been the Ghostbusters crossover. But like other than Joe that, Carey, oh, I love Joe Carey. Yeah, Joe Carey as Chris Knight. Oh, absolutely. Like sign me up. How do yes. you spell his last name? Uh, from Stranger Things, I think it's K E R Y. Oh, got it, got it. Oh, is it? Oh, he's got uh, yep. the hair too. Yeah, man, that's spot on. I just I didn't even see him in the list, but I saw all these Stranger Things kids, and I'm like, wait a minute. Um and Mitch would be Justice Smith. Yeah, I I could dig on that. Yeah, I think we cracked this code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh I, I you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dan Fogler as as Laszlo. I really like that. Especially because, like, if you watched those Fantastic Beast movies, like, 
like I said, he plays like he plays that that sensitive thing like so perfectly, and that is very very key to cracking the character of Laszlo. I didn't even see the new one, dude. Uh, nah. He is the only thing I like about those movies, in all honesty and candor. The only thing I like about it, and I like to point out that the hero is a fat Polish guy. So you're welcome. Finally, one for the good team. <laughs> he, he was hey, great, I mean, I get it. I come from Polish well. Jews, you know. Yeah, exactly. He he was great in the offer as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We we have pierogi and kielbasa in my house on a on a very frequent basis. There's probably some in the freezer right now. So you can't have that too frequently because the cholesterol no. is a killer. Yes, and, and that's indeed. that's why it's like, oh, uh, what's Polish food? Well, we have, you know, kielbasa and guampki and we have, you know, pierogies. And then, you know, for the rest of the week, we have cabbage soup. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you think you think pierogies are and I know you obviously, you know, but I love I mean, some people. Yeah, I, oh, I love I love them so much. Um but every culture so, has one too. Ravioli, yeah, I was gonna say you, if you know, people like, if people think pierogies are like way up there in cholesterol, whether or not you're having them just boiled or if you're having them fried, you fucking Russia with piroshka, they fucking deep fry that yeah. shit. Like all the cholesterol that that they weren't able to fit into a regular pierogi. The Russians are like, no, don't worry. We got this. We figured out the, the rest of it. We, we will call it our own name. We'll no, no, you know, your pierogi. We call it the uh, Piroshka. It's very different. Yeah. Okay. Every, everyone, say over so, there, Sven. everyone over there has a, uh, a potato pancake though. And oh yeah, it just, it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, you, you've got them. They're all the same thing. So Luckiest. maybe slight yeah. differently, but you know, they're all, it's all the same shit. Yeah. That's yeah. the ultimate, I think. So. Oh, I love luckies. Love, 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 love. A little bit we, sour. We call, them, uh, mm. I, we call them katafla uh, in Polish, a pancake. I mean, like, like I said, I came from Polish Jews, so <laughs> we call them luckies. We're all the same people, you know. We all like yeah, to see exa- food. Yeah, you know? absolutely. 100%. Who's a, who's a dickhead, though, that could play Hat Jerry? Professor Hathaway. Which, uh, geez, uh, Walter Not, Goggins. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go with somebody who you would inherently think of as comedic. Because oh. like, Walter Goggins, he he has enough of a comedic uh, background at this point that you could easily associate him. <laughs> what about Obviously, Michael, you would never cast uh, Jerry Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what about Michael Shannon? Oh wow, doing doing like a, a comedic role. I I like that because he's good in comedies. Yeah, and he but he would be just as intense as William Atherton was. Like he would not be like camping it up. It would be deadly serious for him. And of course, it's left to Chris and everyone else to treat him and everything else. Like it's a fucking joke. Like that's part of the whole purpose. Like, you know, not applying slash not taking everything seriously. What if, what if you went a different route and you had someone who was like, like what it, would it be possible to switch the the uh, the gender dynamic there and to put something someone else in there? Um, you know. Oh my god! You know what? Yes. And only if you could, 
the only way it could work is probably if you had to shoot a good majority of it overseas in the United Kingdom. Hannah Waddingham. Oh man, I love that idea. I I'm looking forward to seeing what she's going to be in next. Me too. Uh, apparently, she's doing Pepperidge Farm commercials right now. Hey, yeah. If, One you, popped you up, and I was like, it. "That's that's pretty brilliant," because her character was looking forward to eating cookies. Yeah, every yep. single episode. Actually, yeah. I was just thinking with the SAG strike that that affects those guys as well, doesn't it? For anything commercial, yep. yeah, voiceover. Yep. I think I think promotional is different. Like if you're doing like you're listening to The Rock 102.12, you know, like that's different. So, but um. Maybe I don't, I don't even know. That could be She's wrong. She's doing Garfield. She's doing another Garfield movie. <laughs> Please tell me there's not another one. What? They made a third one without Bill Murray. Yes, <laughs> animated feature film based on a popular comic strip. Yeah, she's oh, doing, she's doing a Garfield movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so wow, but she's uh, she's doing Crapopolis as a TV series. Okay, uh, but she's probably on BBC. The Fall Guy. Oh, they're what? bringing the Fall Guy. Wow, is that a movie? I think it's going to be a movie uh, starring. Yes, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And, oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I. You know what? It's up to him at this point to prove that he's good to me. You know what? Who? It's on you. Which one? Aaron Taylor Johnson. I liked you. I liked you in, in the first two things I saw you in, and and you know Bullet Train, but. Come on, dude. I didn't it, mind him in you. Bullet Train. I really, actually, I thought the chemistry between he and Brian Tyree oh. Henry was, was, was great. Um, and honestly, Brian Ty- Tyree Henry playing British, you know, that's for me personally. Like, I would, I don't care if it's not like a full British cast or not. I would be like, I don't know if I want to fucking play a British person because that that's something that could easily be torn apart by an entire demographic of people. The second they hear it in the UK, they'll be like, what the fuck is this guy on about? Is right he a pocky? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> well, I mean, Hey, look, Brad, Brad Pitt did it in, in snatch and he just did it by doing the pikeish accent. So, yeah, well, I mean, I always, it's funny enough, Brad Pitt was who I was going to say, but not in snatch. I think of, the fact that Brad Pitt, when he was in The Devil's Own, oh, with the Irish Ford, yeah. and he worked with a, a, an Irish dialect coach for like a year, and he uh, finally went off and he was doing his thing, and then he called up the the dialect coach. I don't know about a month into them shooting, and he goes. Hey, it's me, Brad. I just wanted to let you know. I think I've got this all down pat now. I've I've really been practicing, and I'm I'm gonna I'm using my Irish accent as often as I possibly can. And his dialect coach said, "Oh, that's fantastic, Bradley. Do me another favor. When you start using it, give me another call." Oh, that's the creek. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's a bit of the crack." <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. It, yeah, that 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 is pr- probably the comment that Brad should have fucking expected. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it was good. <laughs> well, I mean, I honestly don't remember much of the Yeah, Devil's it's not Own. a great movie, dude. It's it's not, you know, it's like like I feel like I remember more of uh was that Jeff Bridges one with Tommy Lee Jones? You know, where Arling- he was Arlington, Arlington Way. Oh, oh no, no, yeah. blown away, blown away. Yeah, blown away. I remember yeah. more of blown away than I do of the Devil's Own took place in boston too yeah yeah where where tommy Lee jones went to school 
Tommy Lee Jones went to Harvard. Oh, did he? His his yep, his roommate was Al Gore. Did they teach him manners? Uh I mean, I'm sure they taught him how to row. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want everyone in this doghouse and house around. Tommy, go to class. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. So if he invented the internet, is that why they call it an algorithm? Uh, all right. You get point. <laughs> Two points for Brandon there. <laughs> algorithm. algorithm. <laughs> uh, I remember when, when he and Tipper Gore announced they were getting divorced, I was like, oh, no, who's going to get custody of the internet? <laughs> oh, jeez. Did they? Yeah, she's just the worst. Yeah, she's something all right. You know, it's, it's hilarious to me, too, is that, you know, you know that Al Gore's and Tipper Gore's daughter, uh, Kristen Gore, she she was a comedy writer, right? Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She was the head. She was the head writer for an animated show that I guarantee all three of us and numerous people out there really, really like. And then it got canceled. And she and the other writing staff did not come back when it was picked up again. And it was never quite the same as it was then. Futurama. Tell us. Tell us. Futurama. Wow. Yeah. If you watch those episodes from, you know, the first couple seasons when it was still on Fox, you'll see that the head writer was Mursky. That's her married last name. Her name is Kristen Gore Mursky. Wow, that and explains why they had Al Gore. That's why on the they show. had Al Gore yeah. on the show so often. She actually often said that her father is the funniest person she's ever met. Like Al Gore, apparently, is a real fucking cut up. Wow. Well, I, I got to say about Tipper Gore, how bad is it when John Denver doesn't like you? I mean, seriously. You know, it's like, I don't know. You know. Yeah. That's and that, that's... that was probably around the year that Real Genius came out too. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-five. Uh, yeah, because Twisted Sister and all that. I'm sorry that you people's life experience is so narrow that you can't actually look at something that's beautiful and wonderful and and seemingly all just for you and be able to describe it as feeling a natural high. That's, I guess that's on me, not on you, for all of you being narrow-minded fuckheads. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing John Denver so much. Yeah. But that is essentially how it went down. He's like, come on, really? You are, you're nitpicking and this is ridiculous, but more to the point, it's not just my, and I'll give John, John Denver this much too. He's like, it's not just about my music. It's about everybody's. You cannot stand here and say that it is okay to censor artists just because you don't like the way they say something that flies in the face of what art is. Yep. You know, and that's fucking... and that's why it's like if you if you trace art back to its roots, you know, you, you see people who have been killed for things like this, going back to censors and um, or censors in uh, in Europe and all that. It's like, oh, well, this is this is heretical or this is not how the human body should be portrayed or like even to like Greek Greek times and things like that. So, yeah, it's, you know, SSDD, same shit, different day. You ain't lying buddy aren't you glad that they don't have anything like that with podcasts you know it's like we we can we can kind of like put out whatever we want and say what we want and i mean of course we are responsible for saying things responsibly and all that but it's like we still have the freedom in which to do it 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, we're casting real genius, so it's like you know, this is important <laughs> yeah. work. Oh, it's very important. Yeah, great and careful work, man. Great and careful work. But you know, the the thing the thing is, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, you can you have here in America. I mean, we have the freedom of speech from the government. That's that's what freedom of speech is. Um, the government cannot walk step in and and censor you um one way or the other for, for for the most part um but you know freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences you know yeah, the correct. government can't fucking do anything but people individual people can be like you're a fucking asshole and not want anything to do with you like they, like to sit there and go buy freedom of speech yeah no you used that freedom and we are also using our freedom to tell you you're a prick and we don't want to hear you anymore or be around you. Like, <laughs> it's... Well, th there are also some limits, um, you know, with like you can't yell fire in a, you know, crowded room or something like that. You know, not with that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th I think there's an actual law in the books about that. No, yeah, it is. You're not allowed to uh, make a physical threat against the standing president. That is um, that is something that is actually true and been that's a, a Fifth Amendment um, uh, thing where, where it's like you can't do that. Um, yeah, there, there's some other things like you can't incite a riot like that's not right. You know, you can't do that either. So. What if it's a quiet mm. riot? Um, then come on, feel the noise. <laughs> Girls, <laughs> Girls, grab your boys. Rock your boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll get wild, wild, wild. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no, there's no law against, against rock and roll. <laughs> I, I, I got. No, name another song. I don't need no instructions to know how to rock. rock. <laughs> Double vision. I'm hot, I'm hot blooded. Go ahead and check it and see. Cold as ice, ice. <laughs> hey, you dingbat. Yeah, I want, I want two pounds of buffalo wings. And uh, keep the ranch coming. Hey, Fryman, you hear what I just thought of? I'm going to be fought in love for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do got crabs, though. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you did to me. <laughs> I have a connect ball ball for a head. <laughs> oh, Lord, oh. what's going on, Carl? <laughs> How the hell are you going to ride a bicycle? You don't even have an ass. Oh, man. Who is the drizzle? <laughs> <laughs> then he starts melting. Yeah, that's it's a good uh, a good one with uh, um, Aqua Teen Hunger I'm Force. I'm doing this harder than I've ever done it before. <laughs> <laughs> you, as the scorpions have done before you. <laughs> the wolfing man. You better not be putting that towel on my computer. I'm gonna. <laughs> Long, long ago, before the days of Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Gentlemen, behold! <laughs> My God, I'm like... Is that sun-dried tomatoes? <laughs> so many stoned-out midnights. Oh, man, like, yeah. When I was, like, 20 years old. That was the heyday, man. That was the heyday when, when, like, Adult Swim actually had some good shows and they weren't all, like, inside jokes that I just didn't understand. Be like... What what yeah. the hell is Children's Hospital? What the hell is Eagle Heart or whatever? I don't get it. <laughs> Children's Hospital was actually very funny, like for, to start with, 
And then after a little bit, I was like, all right, this is this is you know once well um, for me. It, it's funny because like a lot of that stuff, like Xavier, the Last Angel, or, mm. like like some of that stuff, I'm just like, how did this get through? You know, it's like a lot of these things. I just never understood them. You ever seen uh, <laughs> unedited? I think it's like unedited footage of a bear. Oh my god! They it was one of the ones they showed at like fucking three thirty in the morning. I'll have to look for that then. <laughs> it's fucking bonkers, dude. It is absolutely nuts. It starts off as, it it has like a bear in a wood in the woods like at a river you know but then it it just kind of shows that and then all of a sudden it stops and goes to a commercial but the commercial is still part of it and it's for a fake fucking pharmaceutical daily product and it just fucking oh man it is i can't even describe it uh it's like a, a fucking coked out fever dream that's is it is it worse than mr pickles it's so different, man. Okay. It's, right. it's just right. like, it's, it's one of those one-off deals. Like they, they did it once. And, uh, I just, I can't, even, I can't describe, just look it up. Unedited footage of a bear and okay. just don't watch it late at night. I'm not saying like, cause it's creepy or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, you will just be a little, like a little, it's just not the good kind of what the fuck to have in your head before you turn on your brain movies for like eight hours or whatever you know like, all this snow i'll listen to it when you've gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna do that you i need see, to watch that again then I i'll just <laughs> i'll put it down and i kept on living my life i respect that, that oh that was uh forgetting, forgetting sarah, sarah marshall, marshall. yeah oh, haven't seen it an early what? performance an early performance by bill Hader too Look like the Buena Vista Social Club. <laughs> the woman that plays Bill Hader's wife in that is Akiba Schaefer's wife, uh, one of the three guys from The Lonely Island. Oh, okay, cool. I, I always wonder where she came from. She was actually on another one of those adult swim shows with uh, Ken Gemmerling called Fat Guy Stuck in the Internet. It's sort of a play on Tron and The Land of the Lost. Like It looks very much oh. in the vein of Sid and Marty Croft. That's fun. Yeah. I like uh I like Ken Marino stuff. That's what I say. Anyone <laughs> anyone from the state I like. So which is funny because Ken Marino and Ken Gemmerling were in a show on NBC with Casey Wilson. Um that's actually I why I mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, no, um it. yeah, I I like Casey Wilson too. So let's like some funny people, and it's like I I you know if this if we were talking about like real genius from from like years ago, I could have even mm. seen um uh, uh, what's his face uh, from Lonely Island? Um, Ronnie, you know, from uh, I Love You, Man. Jeez, what's his name? Are you, ta- are you talking about Andy, Andy Samberg? Samberg? Yeah, I could have <laughs> seen him like back in the day doing this. Yeah, I, I yeah, I can kind of see that. Not yeah. now, of course, but no, 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 no. But yeah, I mean, there's here's the thing it will, it won't happen. No, yeah, of course not. And, and it certainly won't happen the way that we would probably prefer to see it happen. You know, there's some like weird, like emotional tug on it and be like, it'll oh, be, it'll yeah. be real genius in title only essentially. Um, and, and quite frankly, I, 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 I'd be 
super interested to see how who they would get to play Michelle Mehring's character of uh, Jordan in that because she was great and it's just like she's she was so like quirky and smart and intuitive and sweet like all at the same time uh and if it, it was it felt like completely genuine i don't know you know it's i think that it, there's a lot of earmarks that you'd have to hit for the characterizations and uh you know i, I would not envy the casting director of such a project i'll put it that way oh yeah no i i agree with you there i i was just thinking i saw a movie and i wanted to tell you guys because you know, I don't know who else I'm going to tell, but um, it was a John Cusack, <laughs> John Cusack movie I had never seen in my life. And it's, uh, oh, I forgot he was in that one. Uh, well, I was on Frasier, didn't know that. Not the player, not True Colors, not Grifters. It was Hot Pursuit, 1987, where he plays this guy who um, is supposed to go on vacation in the tropics, and um, uh, there's pirates in it, and they're played by Ben and Jerry Stiller. I don't know if oh you've seen this God. one. Is, is, that the, is that the ki Cannonball kind of like Cannonball 3 offshoot? Um, I don't I don't know about that because he plays a college student and um, his girlfriend invites him to go with her family to the Caribbean and um, they like he misses the boat and all that. So he's got to go with him. Uh, oh, Keith David's it, in it, which is pretty interesting. So it's uh, yeah, he's just basically chasing after her. Yes. That's, yeah, that's that's the hot pursuit. But then it, it gets a little deeper, and you're like, oh, wow, this is weird. It has elements of uh, license to kill in it. You know, so I'm like, oh, OK. Um interesting well, it's uh quite the quite the the uh cast in this yeah it was I mean, zany and and uh, i was like how did this escape me for so long robert loja yeah uh, yeah shelly fabre mm -hmm. that's that's not she uh she was the wife of craig t nelson's character and coach uh also Christy. she sang this she was the singer of the song johnny angel no, uh, the actual song Johnny Angel, yeah, okay, Johnny Angel, Johnny. That was Shelly Fabre. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, for some reason, the movie I was thinking of was Speed Zone, ah. Hot Pursuit, Speed Zone. I get it, they yeah. all sound like the, the next fucking subtitle of a fucking Fast and the Furious movie. Well, I think there the was Chase. A, oh my god, I think there was a need for speed called Hot Pursuit that had there was, a, yeah, Lamborghini on the cover. They made that into a movie with um, with uh, Jesse from uh, <laughs> yeah from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Whenever I think about the movie The Chase, I always think about the interview that Charlie Sheen gave, and he was so flat out about he, how much he did not like Christy Swanson as a person. Oh like, yeah. Just like basically trying to let everybody know, like. No, she's a fucking vacuous moron. He, his exact words, I believe, were if she ever had a thought in that head of hers, it would die from loneliness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I hear she That's... hangs out with Kevin Sorbo now. And Dean Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they sit them next to each other at fucking Rhode Island Comic Con. Oh, they're going to be there? Yeah. 
Wow. That's going to be the shortest line ever. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's well, not like Dean such Kane. A... people still want to see Dean Kane, I'm sure. But yeah, because they're fucking stupid. Everybody that comes up to him, he's going to talk to about real estate opportunities. <laughs> I'll take that point. Thank you. I swear <laughs> to God, if I hear the words share and time come out of that guy's mouth and not necessarily in that order, I am <laughs> fucking out of here. <laughs> he was, uh, he was pretty nice when I met him. Yeah. Yeah, good thing you're a pale white guy from Connecticut, then. Jeez. Hey, oh wait, you met him. <laughs> <laughs> Said the pale white guy from Massachusetts. Yeah, I know. I just like. I'm sorry, that's not fair. I meant pasty, pasty white guys. Yeah, I, I put go. that. I put that on my job application. They're like, "How do you see yourself?" I'm like, "Other pasty." <laughs> <laughs> I I do like that in um. Uh, what is it? Uh, so, so Biff, uh, uh, Tom, uh, Thomas Lennon, no, not Thomas oh. Lennon. My God. I can't think of Wilson. Thomas Wilson. Wilson. So Thomas Wilson says, he's like, I defy any, any racial, any racial description. He's like, I'm not white. I'm see-through. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I'm he's translucent. Like, damn it. Exactly. He's like, you can see my veins. <laughs> it's like, some of like the, fair some, point, sir. <laughs> some of the Cape Verdean women, I, I, worked with years back uh they, they were really funny i was just like uh i was like yeah I, I can't i can't even remember like how the conversation started or whatever but i was just like yeah uh me my, the son and i do not get along as you might be able to tell i am i am incredibly white and all the k verdian women were like no you are pink, you are pink. <laughs> i love it and i was like you know what I'll I'll take it. I'll 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 take pink. That's fine. You know, you're you're the people looking at me right now from the outside. I I I'm only I can only do it from the inside here. So if if you see pink when you look at me, I must be pink. Sounds right. Whip out the crayolas and color me tickled pink. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. Uh before we get started on a serious question for you guys. Oh, God. Uh, well, Real genius. Se oh, no. se semi-serious. <laughs> Michael Shin. Uh, uh, what do you think about the uh, UFO hearings we're going to get in 10 days? Uh, I, I'll be perfectly honest. Up until about seven seconds ago when you asked, I did not think about them. Oh. It sounds like there must be some important healthcare issue coming up, so they're trying to distract us with alien stuff. Yep, that's what it usually sounds like. Nailed like, it. Like, oh, now women aren't allowed to have feet. <laughs> now, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, somebody's I, never heard of ancient China. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Hmm. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I defy anyone. Yeah. I defy all three of our listeners to look up foot binding. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't look up pictures either. Don't um, do it. What what's what's your take on it, Leo? Because obviously this is something that's near and dear to you. What what's your uh, thought? I I think it's going to be a big one, and we may be at a a turning point in our civilization. I, I know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we I, we I, have I, proven that there's bacteria that's come from space. No one's well, made a big deal about it, but you well, know the uh, the whistleblower. Uh, that they're bringing on um, says that we have crashed. Um, 
they're calling it like non-human intelligence, but it's like crashed vessels in our. Um... Yeah, the rep- no, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, 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 we do. I got too do. political there for a second, and I stopped myself. I apologize. <laughs> uh, we do have the Riddler's our... gonna get you. Riddler's gonna get you. Riddler's gonna. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, we do have some crash vessels in our possession. Um, and this is how transformers happen. I, I swear. And apparently some government contractors have, uh, the material as well. So that's like how they can say, oh, we don't have anything in our possession because they handed it off to, uh, like, you know, um, uh, what's that big, I don't know the contract. Blackwater. Names uh like um the airplane or the helicopter not oh sikorsky sikorsky and yeah united uh, technologies yeah yeah wow it'll it'll be interesting it's on the 26th uh but there's possibly some other whistleblowers that they haven't um listed yet so here's here's the question then if if this is something that's coming out now why now that's what a lot of people are saying in the communities. Like, why are why is this coming out now? Uh, some people think that um, it's because China has successfully reverse engineered one piece of it, and they think that like opening up could allow us like a better chance to uh, beat them. So it's going to be like another race. So this so is how we get our date. Damn so. it, Justin! What the I'm fuck, sorry. dude. I literally was just going to say, on, so are the three of us the only ones who have seen Stargate? Okay, there you go. All right. <laughs> Damn it. I am the Gaould. <laughs> Fuck. And, 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 you know, or Stargate SG-1, or as I like to call it, the poor man's Fantastic Four. See, yep. Leo, the Fantastic Four is a group of yeah. superheroes. We've been to tell you about this. Yeah. <laughs> So consisting of, uh, you know, a brother and sister team along with their reliable pilot friend who uh, was the roommate of uh, the actual designer of the ship who made a fatal error in his shielding. So oh. Some might say hubris was actually the biggest error of them all. What do we think of uh, the thing being cast? Has the thing been cast? That's, I could have sworn that's what I saw the other day. I feel like that's something that would have popped up in front of my face. How, wait, how old is he? Can he be old, older than um, 25? Because, uh, you know, I feel like we've exhausted that list. So watch. It's it's friggin' um, uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> it's clobbering time. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Paul Rudd also as Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> it's uh, it's clobbering time. Aubrey Plaza plays uh, the invisible woman. Hey, you can't see me. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh the guy from uh the bear cousin. Oh, he plays I haven't game. seen the bear, so uh he was on sent he was on uh Shameless as the oldest son. Hmm. The flick? Uh Jeremy White. If that's Jeremy Allen White. I'm pretty sure that's his name. He's he's got uh fluffy hair. Uh, even yeah, it looks like you could be. He looks like you could be Gene Wilder's grandkid. Oh, this is when you guys joked about if that was uh, Bert Bacharach's son. Okay, now I remember the joke. Wait, hold on, what? Last name's Bacharach. Oh, he, was he actually cast or Bacharach? 
guess this we'll rumor right now. Yeah, there well, we no, go. no castings going on right yeah, now. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh. like, people are people don't understand how this strike thing works, apparently. <laughs> no, no, no. It was uh announced like yeah, no pre-production. Yeah, the rumor yeah, came but out the, like before the strike. Rumors are rumors, you know. I'm not worried about it. It'll happen when it happens. You know, I will I will say this. Whomever it is they cast, you know. Take a take a fucking lesson from the Tim Story Fox movies. Oh, wait, no, the other one, not Tim Story, the other guy. No, no, no. take a lesson from Tim Story. I think it's a good idea that they that they had a practical suit. However, that is when you use CGI to supplement the practical effects to make that realistic suit and person seem larger so he is the correct proportions for the thing i'm not even say i'm not even saying necessarily have him wear the suit on set per se but like i would say do some mocap in that suit so it can be a reference point for the rest of the movie to make it as realistic as possible moving forward you know, that's it's like the first two movies, they did the practical thing, which looked so Kirby-esque and it was great. But like the stature just wasn't there. And then in the other movie, it was literally the exact opposite. They went to CGI with it and you it was just like watching a, a an, an animated pile of rocks. Simple Jack. That too. <laughs> it's like they're looking for that Oscar nom. <laughs> in my head movies <laughs> simple jack simple jack you make, make, make me happy oh, oh boy i think that's uh i think it's a great idea to do this movie again and i would almost want to see them start off with dr doom and to go with that perspective because that way they can establish how important that character is and then halfway through the movie bring in the fantastic four you know start out and this is doom's journey you know and just take it from there i i think yeah honestly i kind of keep getting the i've had this idea that the fantastic four is actually a group that like as a unit within likely working for shield um, I think that they're probably at this point, you know, it's 2023 now. I would venture to say you're going to get a little bit of a, a man out of time thing. Uh, you know, think about Event Horizon. Mm -hmm. I think we are going to be seeing the ship that they work on that Reed is working on. It's a uh, top secret for shield. This is just all my, you know, for me, like how I would approach it at any rate. Um, it was a top secret classified shield project. Um, and it would have taken place shortly after Captain Marvel, where Nick Fury has risen up a bit more. He has a little bit more cloud. He has the scrolls on his side. We know that there is other life out there. And, the focus is now being able to travel great distances, but without the relativistic 
effects of like light speed travel and also being able to get to where the destination is before an entire fucking lifetime has passed. Um, and I think Reed Richards is going to be working on how to, you know, fold the paper and punch the pen right through. So you get from point A to point B by folding space in between those two points and, you know, you punch through and then you end up on the other side. Einstein Rosen bridge that uh, she talks about in, uh, in Thor love and thunder. Yes. Yes, yep. exactly. Same thing, which is the exact same explanation that Sam Neill gave in event horizon. Um, like you should have seen me watching Thor and thunder. Where I was like, what the fuck? This is literally the same exact shit that Sam Neill did in fucking of all things, Paul W.S. Anderson's Event Horizon. Like, come on. Well, is, isn't it an actual it's a wormhole? Isn't that well that's that's the that's the idea, but they're not saying that wormholes are a phenomenon of nature. They're saying that it'd be created by by man or by technology. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was like the yeah, man made <laughs> wormholes directed to where it is we want to travel. Like, that's the whole like conceit in Event Horizon. And that's kind of like what they're talking about. Hopefully, they might someday understand enough to control in Thor Love and Thunder. Well, here's the thing I think, especially after seeing Thor, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, like, this was already something I talked to Mark Wade about this. Uh, a couple of years ago, like he could back me up on all of this. I, I said it before so much other shit has happened in the MCU. Uh, You're talking about I, writer Mark Wade. Yes. Uh, I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm, oh I'm sorry. I meant okay. to say, I meant to say old man Wade or Mark Lynch. My brain just mushed them up together. <laughs> when I said Mark Wade too, in my head, it was W A D E. I'm a, wow. Um, yeah, uh, old man Wade. And, uh, my whole thing is like, Reed is going to be working on a ship to travel. Little does he know, or his team know that a big push for this from Nick Fury, we, the audience would understand, especially after everything that's happening right now, a secret invasion is this is a gambit to try and be able to go out and look for planets to help the Skrulls get to where they need to go. Um, but it ends up being what's seen as a failed project because Reed Richards is ready for go. And they're like, no, no, no. Like none of this seems up to stuff. He's like, I'm telling you what it is. They still managed to sneak in, take the ship out. And he's like, this is where we do it. punch it. And they go through. Now here's the thing. I think they're going to punch through and that is going to, that negative space that they go through negative the negative zone thank you that is going to be what ultimately changes them and when they come through on one side everything's fine it's fine it was, it's supposed to be a quick jump okay we made it here now we got to go back they go back and that's when shit goes wrong on their way back to the start point and they end up fully exposed to all the crazy radiation or whatever you want to call it in that negative zone. And they're stuck there. It's like stasis, right? 
But here's the kicker. It'll be like 30-something years, 30 years in the amount of time since that occurred. After that 30 years, all of a sudden, boom, the ship comes back, and they're there, and it's on auto because, like, they're all completely fucking passed out from what just happened. And it brings them back as a failsafe to Earth, so you don't have to worry about the whole, like, you know, fucking rocketing down to earth but still somehow walking away from a fucking spaceship wreck um and that's when they start to feel the effects of their new mutations the reveal would be for them they were only like from from their uh uh, return point the amount of time that passed for them was four seconds But in reality, it's like 32 years. And so they come back. We could actually have them be kept a secret for longer than like just them showing back up. Like they could be in the MCU right now. And we have no idea. It's all about them getting to a point where like, well, you know what? Somebody has to step up and do something. Why not us? You know, and I just really I mean. I personally really like the idea more of it being them in the 80s than the 90s. But once Captain Marvel came out, I was like, oh, I I suppose it would make more sense after Captain Marvel because then there's really more of a point to trying to get out there and and travel through space because we have a real true reason to do so other than basically what would end up becoming Intergalactic Manifest Destiny. Well, you, you know, that could line up because uh, with Secret Invasion, um, you know, Fury, maybe he did try to, uh, you know, get the scrolls home. And that failure could be maybe why he stopped and why they think well, that he. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why, why he abandoned them. You're 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 following exactly what what I've what I've been thinking since the start of Secret Invasion, especially like I've just kind of incorporated this into what I had already kind of like thought could be the approach. Um, And you can have a lot of fun with that, but still have it be fairly serious. I I also would really love to see when they finally say, you know, what, fuck this. We're we're not staying here at S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. And Johnny, of course, out of all of them, be like, yes, (laughs) you know, and uh, they get out and. Reed Richards shows back up with Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm. And of course, Ben is Ben is like trying to stay out of people's sight altogether. Um, I feel like Reed would have had his own like warehouse for research or something that he kept off to the side, you know, regularly. And he probably, because he's Reed Richards, would have paid all the all the rent and what have you on it for like the next 50 years, just because it's easier to just not think about it later on, like dedicate his brain space to something else. Uh, so it's actually like stayed exactly where, where it was. I mean, that's, it's- that's a good, that's a good, like uh MacGuffin, you know, modus operandi and all it's, it's like all of that. Like you could see all that happening. Yeah. I, um, but I, also I what I was going to say is have him play, have him play a bit with be like, Oh Yeah. I actually kind of saw these things happening. And so I invested in some, some, some promising looking texts back in blah, 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 blah. So when they finally do walk out into the world, 
he's a fucking multi-billionaire and he fucking straight up buys the Baxter building. Yeah, I, I like that. So it's pre it's pre-existing, but you know, it could have been there the whole time. And it's like, oh, or or wouldn't it be funny too if he bought Avengers Tower? <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna say that. Do we know who bought Avengers Tower? <laughs> yeah, but I mean I'm just saying, like I think that would that would be really clever, funny, and set them up in a way that doesn't feel like cloying. Yeah. And you know, like it 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 it, it it doesn't kind of make it goofy. It, it has um, to have humor. And in the 2015 one didn't have good humor and it no. didn't have a good antagonist. And just like, there was so much against it. And, and I, I really thought what they were going for it. It's like, all right, we're going to change up, you know, some of this stuff. And I'm like, good man. Like if you want to change up, you know, Johnny storm and Susan storm and the relationship with the father, you did a great job. Like, I, I think the father was cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, from friggin' Airheads. I love him. You know, but you got the wrong effects, and that just ruins everything when you see the thing. It's it's just horrible. It's unwatchable. Yeah. And, like, the beginning part of the movie, it's like you go, you go maybe, like, a third to half of the movie before they even have powers or anything else like that. And, and the clincher is the most charismatic, you know, character you want to see the most is turned into a damn joke. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, man, if you can't handle Dr. Doom, don't put him in your movie. It's well, not also, fair. You know? I think both movies really um, kind of missed the ball. Like they, they missed it either way on uh, Dr. Doom because Dr. Doom should not have powers. Yeah, he, he should have he should have skills and he should have magic. So he doesn't he doesn't necessarily have to have like like laser powers or, or magnetic powers or anything else like that but everything that he has should be hard fought and hard won for you know yeah exactly and th and that's one of the things that he like boasts about like oh look i didn't need to get hit with some crazy space exactly. rays to be the best i already am because of who i am and what i've and, done and he's je he is he is a little jealous actually so oh absolutely you know, he's 100 jealous he has yeah. a huge inferiority complex when it comes to reed richards and, and that's why i like the idea it's like maybe you start the movie off and you're you're in an eastern european nation with with a romani mom you know and him and she's teaching him how to do spellcraft and things like that and then all of a sudden they're taken away by the you know their version of the ss oh, or i didn't i didn't even, the country you know i didn't even tell you the best part about my idea because regarding dr doom victor would be an associate like he would also be kind of you know contentious friends with reed and on this project and you can even have it play around that you know spin it instead of it being reed telling doom when they were in college like don't do that your math is off by a decimal point have doom be the one that says you can't do this it's not ready and have reed's hubris put them out there but then it's still you know how do you Doom's... how do you establish that reed is always one-upping doom though you know oh That's... you could you can you can kind of do that a little bit in the in the play up you know you can you can show how doom maybe maybe feels like you know you could show like his inferior inferiority complex a bit in the the in the exchanges and what have you you could play into that play around with the characters and sure and dialogue uh, but the best part is Doom, he's not on that ship. He stays. 
and he ends up becoming the the ruler of Lat- Latvia and by the time they get back he's a considerably older guy but he's amassed this tech and these skills he's got scars from shit that went down that is just absolutely bonkers and there it makes sense to cast Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, I knew you were going there. All right. Yes. Okay. There's nothing wrong with this. It's it should happen. You know. Where's Carrie? Fucking hashtag Brandonverse, right? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is what I do. Like I I just I, come, I just want him in the movie, and I want them to develop him and make him important. So when you get to the point of why is he pissed off? Why does he go after these? Why do we care about him? Well, it's because really this is his damn story. You know. Let's, let's, I mean, let's do I, that. Kind of, <laughs> kind of. Here's the thing. I would prefer. I would prefer to see them, not have it be a full blown hatred. Of doom, for Richards. I really want to see them play up the fact that, doom actually does respect. Reeds as a scientist, he he doesn't think Reed is an idiot. He just thinks Reed lacks focus. I mean, that's one of the biggest things is like, you know, if you were, if you took your intelligence and focused it on the right things, we worked together, we could, we could rule this world. You know, granted, I would actually rule it because I'm doom and therefore better than you by default. Like that's his thing for sure. Like I'm the best. And and no one's ever going to be better than me. But if there was someone close, it would be this guy right here. Like that's kind of like the begrudging friendship that that Doom develops with Reed. I want to see an actual friendship at play. It can be a competitive friendship that sours. And and that's the other thing too. Doom, his whole thing when he when he's left and they go off. It can be more than just he's he's mad, you know, like, you know, it can be like the whole inferiority complex more than just that. It can also be anger that he was left behind, but also guilt that he wasn't there with them. And if Reed was just fucking smart enough to listen to him, it never would have happened. Thus proving to him that he actually is the intellectual superior even though he has an inferiority complex. Like there's a lot of stuff you can play with there. And it's more than just your, your one note comic book villain stuff. And it doesn't detract from the characters as they are. You know, do do you guys think that the fantastic four in their previous incarnations are going to show up in the Deadpool movie? It's possible. It's very possible. I, I really it's it, like it's so funny to me that in one of the, the last episode that we were recording, you know, in the midst of that, I mean, we're talking about this stuff and I straight up said, like, I don't know, I just keep getting this feeling that it's going to end up being some kind of like adaptation and it's going to turn into Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel universe. And sure enough, within that time frame, while we were we were recording the episode. Of course, we're not looking at news and shit like that as we're, as we're going through this stuff. We we finish, you know, signing off. We say goodnight to one another. And then I go immediately to check message boards like the fucking geek I am. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, 
there it was the 20th century fox logo whatever all smashed to bits just like the statue of liberty at the end of planet of the apes and yeah I that's like, what I'm <laughs> i was like oh you gotta be fucking kidding me I, i'm like i think i think i might be right on this one the uh i i know it, it's it's supposedly a leak but you know all this could be just bullshit anyway mm -hmm. uh, but there was a pretty good one that i read the other day um where the the like the fox logo you see in the back uh it's because the fox universe got pruned oh okay they're, they're in that void where that maybe creature was from i think i think that the 20th century fox thing there i actually think that might be considerably later in the movie i think that might be after a lot is said and done within it that's my own feeling like when i first saw that photo i was like oh that's that's definitely like a towards the end in five bucks says that deadpool makes some kind of planet of the apes style joke. oh yeah like, like i mean yeah charlton heston do, status you know do you want to hear the supposed leak that was is it sure. that ian wolverine what? are competing over death well that would be something yeah. um what what before you because i don't know what it is i just want to say like what my thing would be because I, I you know, obviously like we know that uh matthew mcfadden is going to be in it as a tva agent um that's that's uh tom from succession and uh i i honestly think that it's going to be that the tva is they 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 don't have enough manpower essentially to prune all of these different variations that have that have popped up since he who remains was killed by sophie so now they're they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off and all these different realities are branching off i think it might get to a point where they turn to De deadpool and they're just like yeah we need your help in pruning this reality and he's like how, how what do we what do we got to do he's like well we got to stop these people can't exist anymore he's like oh so kill everyone okay <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah like I, I i totally i think it's gonna i that's my my personal view of it is that deadpool is nabbed by the tva saying like hey listen this shit's going down you're one of the few people that we can actually like talk to about this and it won't affect anything if nothing is done by you either way but we need your help this reality needs to be pruned back none of this should exist right now and deadpool's whole thing is like shouldn't exist so that means they should be dead oh i'm real good at making things dead yeah <laughs> like do we get oh. weasel in the movie <laughs> <laughs> so i would venture i i wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being it but i you know i won't be disappointed if it's something else either you know it's gonna be well, good well let me uh let me read this and let's see how plausible we think this is uh so deadpool is arrested for time crimes by messing around with cable's device at the end of deadpool 2 cable Fair. and domino do not appear but it is mentioned by a judge for the tva Emma Corrin, that the TVA returned a cable to his original time period in exchange <laughs> for confiscating his time travel technology. The TVA is not fond of the X-Men movies' various methods of time travel, cable, Kitty's Pride's uh, mind projection, 
because they're a hassle to clean up. Before he's sentenced to erasure, Deadpool gets leniency due to the pleadings by TVA agent Paradox, Matthew McFadden, who Deadpool insists on calling Bob because his name sounds too long, asking the judge to let him make up for his crimes by helping him on a mission for the TVA. When 616 Wanda died, her spirit inhabited the body of 838 Wanda. However, however, the struggle for control damaged her mind, eviscerating the 838 Earth. As a result, 838 has been changed into a new world, House of M style, where Magneto, Ian McKellen, and now Wanda's adopted father rules the Earth and mutants are a majority of the population. The X-Men, styled after the 90s designs, but played by most of the Singer cast, work for Magneto to protect the mutant world from the human brotherhood. <coughs> Made up of some supporting cast characters, including Nick Fury, Jimmy Woo, uh, Dopinder, and Pete from Deadpool 2, as well as sympathetic mutants Colossus, Yukio, Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, and Wolverine. Once Logan hears that time travel is possible, he hijacked Bob's TVA device to attempt to change history, which sends him through to various Fox worlds as well as a cameo by Channing Tatum as the future Gambit, and eventually ending up in the events of X2 and Last Stand, where Wanda's alterations to history made Magneto's victory over humanity come true. Deadpool enlists, enlists the Fox heroes, who don't die in a fight against Magneto's forces in a redo of Last Stand's Golden Gate Bridge fight, as well as the Logan movie, Logan and X-23, and several different Deadpools, including the one who's just Ryan Reynolds in a Wrexham shirt. Uh. <laughs> it spirals out of control and almost everyone dies, including a massive amount of civilians, a complete clusterfuck, and once the dust settles, Wanda is depowered by the mutant cure, and the TVA banishes her, Deadpool, Paradox, and House of M. Logan to the main MCU timeline, declaring them someone else's problem. Logan sets off to find the rest of this world's mutants, and Deadpool goes back to his apartment to find a blind owl in his bed. Hell! <laughs> You know, you know what? That's highly plausible. It's plausible to a point. The only the only thing about it, Ian McKellen. Me, no, I, no, I, not 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 even that. Not even that. Because um, we they already established that Patrick Stewart in that reality was Professor X, so it makes perfect sense that Ian McKellen would be Magneto. Um, no, it's that. Okay, you know, fine. They send them to the MCU like you're somebody else's problem now. First of all, no, that creates more problems, and the TVA wouldn't just do that. Um, I don't think that they allow anybody to come over. My, and the other thing about that is, okay, so you have five mutants come over to the MCU. Um, that's not mutant kind, though. There's still not mutant kind as it sh as it needs to be, as it should be defined within the Marvel universe. Um, so I think I think there's more going on there than just that. Maybe they have like a decent amount of story beats in that, but I think that wrap up. I think there's more to it than that. 
I, I think I think if anything, what you might see is uh what they would likely see is more of a not a variance and not a not an incursion, but um I mean, for lack of a better term, and no, I'm not referencing DC, a convergence, like something that they actually have no experience with. They have not seen before, and they see these two realities overlay. And the MCU is the stronger of the two realities because that one's already been broken a couple of times. So the changes that would occur would be minor for the MCU, but they would be changed nonetheless. And that would also entail mutantum sort of being like this sort of uh, underground population. You know, if, if you keep it so that they're unknown at that point in time, like they haven't fully emerged, but they still exist um, you can you can dovetail both to be the same thing. And like I said, like all kinds of shit is happening with time and these branches and incursions that on a level that at that point, no one but Kang has ever seen or experienced. Um, who's to say that a convergence like that wouldn't be the first step in what they're setting up for secret wars? You know, that sets the groundwork for what you'd see later on on a much larger scale. Uh, another thing, um, which must have been in a, in a different leak, which sounded, you know, pretty plausible, is like the D TVA is understaffed due to all the incursions that are happening. <laughs> Literally what I said, that they they don't have the manpower. And I, I honestly feel like that's like that's pure deadpool as far as as far as i'm concerned is like oh they don't have the manpower to take care of all these incursions so they uh they they go to different mercenaries that that wouldn't necessarily ha like affect the time stream themselves because they kind of weirdly step out of it you know, yeah like he's, he's the fourth wall breaking character so it's like they they could put him, Loki, and She-Hulk in, and it'd be like, yeah, this makes sense. Exactly, exactly. And, and think Howard about <laughs> and, and Loki, Loki already is one of the people they have yep. working with them to take care of these things. So yeah, it, that, that makes perfect sense to me. That's very, like I said, it's very Deadpool. Um, and I think it would just be like this. This is an incursion. This reality needs to go away. And he's like, well, I only know. I only really know like one really surefire way to make things go away. What's that? Uh, I shoot them in the head until they don't have a head left for me to shoot. Uh, other people might call that being dead. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them all. You know, it's like, hey, TVA guys. <laughs> hey, uh, DVDA guys. It's TVA. Yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> like, Come on, TMZs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, TWA, let's go. <laughs> Come on, uh, NWA. <laughs> and I'm going around with this guy, a flight attendant from somewhere in space and time. I don't even get the whole thing with this bureau. <laughs> uh, what do we think of uh, the end there? Um, Wolverine entering the MCU. You think uh, Hugh Jackman no. staying as Wolverine? No. no. No, I don't. I don't. I'm actually, I mean, listen, 
he looks great. I like Hugh Jackman. I, I, I mean, I, like I have a love hate relationship with Hugh Jackman because like nobody should, nobody really has a right to be like that, like handsome and talented all at once. And like, I I'm sure he's, he's, he seems like such a nice guy, like such a good sense of humor that I, I just, I, I feel compelled to, kick him in the shin or something like well he does have a dark side he he keeps on uh killing off his clones yeah we, you know, I, I feel like we need dark. to have a very very important discussion about the difference between movies and reality <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he killed eric lasalle <laughs> <laughs> like wow. no again justin that was in a movie eric lasalle <laughs> the actor is not dead the character in the movie looking hold on wait Wait, did you think Neo could actually stop bullets by putting his hand up? Oh, those poor people locked in those batteries. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Mephisto I, I confirmed. Honestly, I, I honestly, yeah, Mephisto confirmed. Uh, I honestly, I, gotta say. <laughs> I don't, uh, I think it's, you know, it'll be fun that Hugh Jackman came back to do this and clearly ryan reynolds has been jonesing for this to happen for a long time like they're really good friends in real life and he i would say very obviously came up with a good enough story for hugh jackman to look at and go ah shit like this is really good like i can't not be in this you know and that's all well and good but i think this well and truly will be the last time we see Hugh Jackman appear as Wolverine. It should be, for sure. They need to get themselves set up for what the MCU X-Men is going to be. And we need to not see Wolverine for a couple of years. How they old can is hint- Hugh Jackman? 56? Yeah. Is that- we, we've got uh, a perfectly 54. good... We've got a perfectly good Wolverine with um, Laura Kinney, you know, so, and the actress is fantastic, and she could she could just take over from there. Oh, so I'm Daphne Keen. Yes. So you figure next twenty years of Wolverine, and we don't want a seventy-five year old playing Wolverine. We Correct. we already saw him doing that. <laughs> you know, I I just think it's like we're we're also at a stage where it's like how much more can we expect from Ian McKillen at this point? Yeah. Or you know? Patrick Stewart. Can we yeah. let these fucking old guys take a goddamn break, for Christ's sake? In, in all seriousness, I, I think it's the wrong move. And and I love both of them. But I'm like, now we've got an actor strike. So this thing is, you know, t- TBD on when they're going to start shooting and all that. So it's like, you already have them cast in this. Why wouldn't you just go for Fassbender and, um, and McAvoy? McAvoy. It's like, hey, it's right there. Yeah, and they did a great job. They did. They were definitely not the problems with any of those movies. And honestly, no. Fastbender's been my favorite part of all those X-Men films. Yeah, he was, he was great. I mean, aside from the fact that he's supposed to be a, a German-Jewish expatriate with a fucking Irish accent, inexplicably. Uh, that, Polish, not German. Magneto true, was also Polish. Polish, Polish yes. But uh, still, Irish accent. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, all right. I, I, I guess you're gonna you're gonna fucking 
You're gonna you're gonna sing a few ditties, you know, some couple of drinking songs. You know, maybe maybe around a Lily the Pink, Michael. I'll I'll be honest with you. As long as I don't have to watch Prometheus again, whatever. You know, <laughs> I'll be like, because look, that's we, we talked about X Men Last Stand. I would rather watch that movie one hundred times than watch Prometheus one more time. Yeah, because at least at least X Men The Last Stand was trying to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Prometheus lied to everyone. Yes. The entirety of the time. Ridley Scott lied to everyone leading up to that movie. Oh no, and Prometheus. Prometheus. <laughs> listen, all right. The the year that Prometheus came out, the summer that Prometheus came out, that came out and Men in Black 3 came out. Okay. And as I was walking into Men in Black 3, I had not seen uh, Prometheus in theaters yet. All right. Um, when I was walking in to go see Men in Black 3, uh, a couple of friends of mine were walking out from Prometheus. I didn't know they were there, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I see I see my buddy Tony and he's like, hey, what's going on? I was like, hey, what's up, Tony? He's like, what are you going to see? And there's like a huge crowd. There's like a throng between us. I was like, oh, Men in Black 3, what did you see? And he was like, Prometheus, pff, sorry for you, man. I was like, yeah, if you say so. And I went into Men in Black 3, and I was like, oh, this is far better than Part 2. And, you know, you get to the end of it, and I was like, oh, this this is hitting, like, the correct emotional beats for what this movie should be. And uh, I left the movie theater after Men in Black 3 feeling rather satisfied with what I saw. I had no problem with it. I was like, oh, that was that was right in line with the first movie. And, you know, it makes me wish the second one had never been done, you know? Uh then I saw Prometheus and my buddy and a, a bunch of other guys that I know were like, this is the best sci-fi movie in the past, blah, 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 blah. And I watched it and I was like, what fucking movie did you watch? Like for real, uh, you it, know, if it's it, so if it, boring, if it were a movie on its own and it wasn't trying to play on the fact that it had some kind of even tangential connection, to alien then it would probably have it would have been more interesting at least but the fact of the matter is it was touted as like a prequel to alien we find out what lv426 was all about how the space jockey got there what the fucking deal with the eggs is and instead we got we got what we got bunch of freaking robot playing basketball riding a bicycle bullshit i mean admittedly the 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 engineer thing and what have you the, like they were the there are parts of that movie that are interesting but the movie itself is not as great as the sum of its parts yeah i agree i've never seen it but oh. i do <laughs> own it because i never returned it to blockbuster and they charged me for it yeah there you go uh, well worth it. Yeah. The only and, and 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 then Alien Covenant can go fuck itself too. <laughs> uh yeah. It's a, honestly yeah. <laughs> I, I I really feel like if there had just been more focus on the engineers, um, in in trying to un unwrap and and solve a bit of that mystery in Prometheus, and then 
at the end of it you could have like some kind of like oh here's here's like the egg and whatever blah 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 um then that could have been like your lead in into like oh this is how it's set up for alien you know decades later but no none of that um it, it also had that prequel sort of thing where it's like wow look how like scientifically advanced these ships are you know and then there's like the Nostromo or something like that and you're like oh okay this looks like garbage <laughs> you know? yeah well i mean the 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 main reason the, the 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 thing about that is you can get away with saying like oh well the stuff that they had in prometheus was of course like the best of the best of the best because they didn't realize and sorry leo for giving you a spoiler to a movie that came out like fucking 18 years ago but um the the fact that um what's his name billy crudup uh, no not billy crudup guy pierce um oh. Waylon. no like ah. the the actual fucking founder of the company um he was a stowaway on the ship like he was in a completely secret compartment um that only his daughter knew about until it was revealed he was he was actually there um so the fact that this like multi-trillionaire was on this ship like of course it was going to be the absolute pinnacle of what scientific achievement was you know altogether at that point in time and even beyond stuff that people didn't even know was a thing uh so they they had the best equipment the best stuff you could you could have on a ship whereas the uh nostromo was what a fucking mining ship yeah it was it was rough man you know yeah, like... it was, they're basically fucking like oil rig workers you know they, they might they may as well have been in a fucking mac truck in space space truckers they should space make truckers. oh wait they did that'd be a fun <laughs> movie right can we put Stephen Dorff in it? <laughs> you betcha. He's not doing anything. <laughs> Is that the guy that uh, he's on his knees and he's playing a uh, vertically challenged person? No, that's that's Gary Oldman. You're thinking of the movie Lost in Space. <laughs> no, he's he's thinking of Tim Conway. Is what oh, he's Tim thinking. Dorf, <laughs> on golf. Dorf. Why don't you come Dorf over here? And let the dog go whiz a wawa all over me. <laughs> wow. I was I was thinking of something else. You know, Vicky Lawrence is going to be at the uh, Rhode Island Comic Con. Oh, is it? wow! Yeah. Did, did I ever tell you guys where I outnerded myself? Uh, where um, I, I may have told you the story. Stop me if I have. But this uh, woman was asking, um, "Oh, are you going to dress up for um, for Halloween?" I'm like, "Oh, I was thinking about this. How about you?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm going to dress up as Media." I'm like, "Oh." Media, you think I don't know who that is? I do. You're talking about the uh, the wife of uh, Jason the Argonauts, who when they went to go get the Golden Fleece, cut up her daughter and threw it the pieces into the into the no, um, you know, Medea, you know, from like uh, and I'm like, oh, so <laughs> so no Jason or Argonauts involved with your costume then? Got I'm like. It. Well, that answers that question. So I was going to ask. I'm just kidding. I don't know apple, anything but... about Euripides. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't grasp the name at the moment, but yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh. I was like, oh. Euripides, that, that guy was a fucking hack. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wish we had a subtitle right there to say Euripides was actually chopped up into different spaces and his liver was eaten. <laughs> <laughs> At times uh, like this, I think of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? <laughs> uh, instead of the uh, little uh, subtitles, do like pop up video, but pop up nerd. That, oh, that would be great if someone could, like, if you could get that infrastructure going, you know. Pop up, pop dorkiness. Up. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> See, we're on this wavelength. It's like a thing. I mean, isn't that every conversation we have anyway? Like, do yeah, we need the, the windows? <laughs> like, our our mouths are the window, really. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, here's a funny thing. Maybe we had a way to communicate <laughs> thoughts to each other. Mm, indeed indeed we'll figure it out some if we won't somebody else will where's reed richards when you need him <laughs> i'm i'm just i'm just sad that, uh, real, real genius <laughs> i'm just sad that i don't get like half the references you guys make because my mind's fucked up no no it's I okay mean, there's enough to go around leo mine <laughs> my mind's fucked up too but in an entirely different and far more frightening way so Got it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I can beat you out by frightening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like there's several doctors and nurses at the psych ward in the local hospital that might disagree with you, but sure, sure. <laughs> I just uh, do that thing where you ignore your feelings and push them way down. <laughs> I am also Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just fucked up because I was... Uh beat the shit out of for about a decade but <laughs> i mean yes i'm not i'm not trying to compare <laughs> battle the way you got here, the duster uh, for protection yeah that was it yeah no he's just keeps him safe from dust <laughs> hey man I, I i hear you and i feel you i it, for me high school was like prison so it's like what do you do you you go after the biggest dog in the yard so they leave you alone <laughs> well, on the other side of that where it's like what if you don't win <laughs> Well, <laughs> what if I just maintain my distance at all times? Yeah. Ah, ah that feels right. <laughs> Certainly feels less bruisey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I imagine it does. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we all have our stuff, and that, that's not to downplay anything you just said, Leo. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just not turning this into the Brandon Powers therapy hour. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I just see what baffles me is like i used to have like a, a a mind that was like a vice and it's like it's it's gone it's gone See, for for me i the the memory thing is 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 a survival technique like it is a defense mechanism i i, I can't control it uh it's it's been part of how i've operated for so long and and that is in large part due to adhd um thankfully i have a decent memory you know, all together, but my father used to play memory games with me all the time. And I think that might be like looking back on it as an adult, I'm like, I wonder if my dad maybe kind of had like a little bit of ADHD. Like, and he realized like, hey, I should do this with this kid to help him like remember things. So that way he doesn't get caught with his pants down kind of thing. And um, because of that, yeah, my attention would be split all the time however when it came to like work and stuff that i had to do for school and what have you i would just read everything 
and remember it because my brain was like oh well if i just like know it then i don't have to fucking worry about anything else like i'll just read it and, and learn it now and when they asked me about it three months from now i'll just be like oh yeah i read that it's this you know and i'd never had to worry about making sure i stayed up with my homework and all that because i already took care of that shit well beforehand um so it was it was navigating the attention deficit uh you know but i i mean i will say as i've gotten older my memory is not as sharp as it once was when i was like 14 15 i i remember in eighth grade we used to have uh vocabulary tests every friday it was 30 words or 35 words but you would be tested on 20 of them so you had no idea what the words were going to be and it was you had to spell them correctly and give the correct definition and without fail every week i would walk into the classroom at eight in the morning open up the fucking vocab book and look at all 35 definitions and then the test would be right then and i'd be like all right let's just do this and i would get like 90s and 100s on every fucking test and if you tried to get me to do that now no fucking way just no way i like i think about that as a 41 year old and i'm like how how like i i could i there's just if you had a gun to my head i'd be like just pull the trigger just do it there's no chance in hell no 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 way um but yeah that that i look at the me. teacher and be like do i get a calculator yeah so memory is tricky and especially as we get older for sure it's, uh but you know leo would probably help if you actually like saw and read some of the things that we refer to as well <laughs> that's fair <laughs> i i'm gonna bring you an omnibus or something like that with like fantastic you know what you and i are gonna walk around with brandon and we're gonna walk <laughs> around at terrificon and we're gonna look and be like ah the essential fantastic four and i'm gonna put that shit in your hand and i'm gonna be like here you are you know Congratulations, I'll be like, read the first Leo. page yes. <laughs> yeah right there panel three yep that's what we're gonna do be like i'm not leaving the, until you sit and read this see those book. four <laughs> figures running through a cut hole in a fence to a rocket ship under the cover of moonlight yeah that's the fantastic four Find only at that point in the moonlight <laughs> <laughs> at that point they would have just been known as the four they weren't quite fantastic yet did you did you watch the roger corbin movie before me or him him i oh you and i have talked about this extensively so it's like yeah. uh i i've watched part of it yeah because even even the um the documentary about it was great i thought oh yeah. doomed yeah it was so good and and i remember being so jazzed for that coming out and i saw it in in uh, they had they even had the movie poster up at berlin um uh cinemas uh when they had it up there i was like oh man i can't wait to see this it just never came out and I'm like, Starlog has never lied to me before. <laughs> I remember walking into a fairly new comic book shop in my town, and it was called M Class Worlds. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh I walked in and it was like it was a it was rinky dink. 
but I was like kind of looking around, you know, I had a few bucks in my pocket, you know, it wasn't, you know, nothing exorbitant. I was like 16, 17, but I walked in, I was like, maybe I can buy a couple books or something. And uh, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't really, I'm not seeing anything that's really blowing my hair back. And then I, I look and behind the counter, they have bootlegs of different movies on VHS and like, not like taken off of cable or anything like that, but like straight up, you can't see these movies anywhere and they had uh the justice league of america pilot from cbs and the fantastic four by produced by roger corman and i was like how much are those and the guy was like they're 20 dollars each and i was like oh okay and he goes what do you have and i was like i have 30 dollars he goes 15 each that's fine if you want both of them for 30 and i was like really here's 30 dollars give me my movies and I went home. I was so excited to, after almost a decade, finally see the Fantastic Four. And I put this movie in, and I was ready to fucking commit seppuku by the time I got halfway <laughs> through it. <laughs> I was, like, ready to shove a fucking a, a blade into my abdomen and turn to my brother and go, all right. And when I pull to the left all the way, that's when you cut my head off. <laughs> like, straight up prepping. And... That's when I was like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. It was never released. There's a reason why. That's fine. Yep. I'm glad I have it. I'm glad I saw it. No worries. And that's when I decided, oh, this would be fun to bring with me to Blockbuster Video and play on the VCR in the store on Saturday mornings and really fuck with all the parents who bring their little kids in. I, I did that with that and the Justice League of America CBS pilot, and it was it was just always delightful. Me and that, my buddy Derek. Cool. Yeah, we, we just turned into Randall each time and he'd be like hey can i rent this oh that movie yeah we don't have that what but it's playing right now oh yeah no that's that's not here though what do you how how is it on the tv oh because i mean the tapes in the vcr but how can the tape be in the vcr if you're telling me it's not here because it's not it's not it doesn't it's not for here man really so this movie isn't here and you don't know what I mean when I say I'd like to rent this for my son who's standing right there staring at it at your on your screen like yeah I uh I don't know what to tell you we don't have it in the store and instantly it went from like Randall to I was the fucking guy in the gas station telling Richard that he needed a new fucking map in Tommy Boy because <laughs> guys like talking to me like i'm a fucking idiot i'm like listen we don't rent the movie here it was never officially released i bought this from a comic book store that sells bootlegs and they happen to have this movie that was never released since it was never released there's no licensing for it since there's no licensing it can't be rented because it can't produce money for the people that made it. Therefore, it's not here in the store. Oh, well, why didn't you just say that to begin with? Well, I feel like I fucking covered it when I said we don't have it here in the store, but sure thing. I don't like your attitude. Yeah, well, you're not allowed to rent here anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah. should have said, uh, well, if you want a copy, get uh, I'll, 40 bucks out back. 
yeah, I don't think that would have resulted in me keeping my job. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of the it was kind of crazy. Like there was a lot of stuff going on at Blockbuster too. Like we we used to keep all the transfer and destroys. So that was like how you end up with like a copy of all these movies. So I actually saw one of my all-time favorite movies as a screener that was given to us um, at Blockbuster Video. So, you know, like halfway through, it turns black and white for like 10 minutes and then goes back to full color. Uh, Mumford, written and directed by Lawrence Castan. I know Mumford. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I love that fucking movie. Absolutely love it. Like, I, I watched it for the first time, like, by myself, bringing it home from Blockbuster. And I was just like, this, this is fucking, I get it. I totally get it, man. <laughs> like I, I had n- very rarely connected with the protagonist of a story the way I did with Dr. Mumford in that, in that movie. Um, and, and, and it sucks because the, the guy in it, uh, Lauren, I can't remember his last name, but uh, he plays, have you seen Gattaca? Yes. Have you seen Gattaca, Leo? It's it's a throwback. I mean, Gattaca's like, what, 2000? Yeah. You know? um, uh, Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman. It's actually the movie they met on. Jude yep. Law. Tony Shalhoub has a small part in it. Alan Alda. Gore Vidal is in it, for crying out loud. Hey, we're um, making a prison. You know? Uh, Elias Codius. wild. Yep. Plays, plays their Case father Jones. in it. Yep. yep. Um, but, uh... It's um, it, it's a very like retro, like retro noir look and feel to everything, even though it's supposed to be like the not too far off future, uh, and it's all based on like eugenics and genetic engineering. Um, funny enough, I was taking biology at the time that Gattaca came out, and so when I saw the actual like thing in the newspaper for it, I was like, oh, I get it. It's a mutation. Because the codes for how DNA is, is coded G A T T A C they all match yep. up like that, and they always go in sequences of three. So GAT, TAC, the A is a mutation at the end of it. And that's essentially what Ethan Hawke's character is, if you think like societally speaking, in the movie. It's it's actually it's done really well. And uh the director, Andrew Nichol, I don't think he's really found I, I kind of like Daybreakers better. Oh, I love Daybreakers. I love Daybreakers. And that was like a point in time, too, where Ethan Hawke, he kept showing up in these things. I'm like, man, he is really leaning into the social commentary and a lot of this stuff. I fucking I'm digging it. I like it. Um, But yeah, uh, I can't even remember the fuck I brought that up. Uh, The fuck? I brought up Gattaca for a reason. Uh, You were talking about... um... If you've ever seen, oh it, yeah, the, the 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 brother in that, uh, who plays the detective, he's he's the main character in 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 Mumford. It's like the only two things I've ever seen him in. Cool. Uh, yeah, I I I I don't know why he he didn't show up in more things, but he was he was pretty good. And of course, Hope Davis is in that movie. Jason Lee, Alfred Woodard. I forgot um, Jason Lee was in that. That was right after Enemy of the State. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rose McDonald, Ted Danson, uh, the first one of the very first things that Zoe Deschanel was ever in, um, Jason Ritter, uh, 
yeah i mean there's, there's a lot of people there's that um that crazy shaky eye chubby guy from any number of movies really uh mississippi burning oh yeah constantine yep. he played the 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 alcoholic priest in constantine that could you know get visions from the newspapers and stuff um yeah it, it's 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 a really good flick um in oh martin short too that's right he plays a fucking lawyer in it uh he's such a piece of shit <laughs> in that flick too he really <laughs> is um yeah that's 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 a really good one though and uh you know it was few and far between that i i was able to get stuff like that from blockbuster and have it be like anything that was really worthwhile in the long run it's always the stuff that were like oh yeah you can just take that if you want it's like oh so it must be shit. <laughs> like, Thanks, Desert Saints. Yeah, you might as well be saying to me, "Here, you throw this out." Oh, all right, cool. I mean, we took them anyway because, like, at, at some point, you could take them and trade them into like pawn shops and stuff like that for cash. So it's like we still took them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.